0: Wednesday, February 1st, 2017, here on the Patriot Beat Podcast. On this episode, we will be going over the Falcons preview with Scott Karasek. He'll be coming on later to bring down his team against the New England Patriots. I will as well be going through their roster and showing off some weak points, showing off the strong points, and just giving you an overall analysis of the Patriots' competitor in the Super Bowl. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. I am your host, Harris Rubenstein. Very happy to be with you on this very, very exciting week. It is Super Bowl 51 media week. We have T-minus, I guess it would be, was it? Today's Wednesday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. T-minus four days until the Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51. And let me tell you guys, the more and more I think about this game, the more and more excited I get, this should be one of the best Super Bowls we have had in a long, long time. You have the offensive juggernaut that is the Atlanta Falcons versus one of the, the best franchises in the history of the NFL, the New England Patriots. Can Matt Ryan... Take down the mighty Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. We'll be going through the Falcons team today. Today is your Falcons team preview. So we're going to go through their roster. We're going to go through their depth chart. We're going to kind of lay it out for you. Who are the people to look for uh, on this Atlanta Falcons team, who are the people to be afraid of? Who are the players that you should be looking for the Patriots to attack? As well as who do you think the Patriots are going to have to who are going to have the toughest time actually stopping? So, without further ado, we are obviously going to start with their tremendous offense and I want to start with their offensive line. So, their offensive line as it stands right now going to the Super Bowl, uh, Alex Mack, their all-pro center, is a little bit injured. Um, Alex Mack, I believe, is dealing with some sort of fibula or ankle injury. So he is going to be a little bit hobbled, but he should be okay to play the game. But outside of that, Jake Matthews, a left tackle, former fifth overall pick, Andy Levitre, uh, Levitre, excuse me, former Buffalo Bill, has been has kind of had a career revival with the Atlanta Falcons, though he's just been okay. Uh, Since coming there he was pretty bad for them last year And they gave him another year And he's been much better this year Uh, Chris Chester at right guard is pretty good uh, a pretty just solid right guard, and then Ryan Shade uh, Schrader, excuse me, is one of the better right tackles in football. So this is a very good offensive line, especially that left side of Matthews Levitre, uh, Levitre, excuse me, and then Alex Mack. That is a really solid offensive line, especially on the left side. Like I said, Chris Chester and Ryan Schrader are quite good, but I just don't think it's quite where you're going to see on that left side. So if you're the New England Patriots, you're going to see them try to attack Levitre or uh, Levitre. Levician. Why do I keep saying that? Levitre and Chris Chester, two players who I think the Patriots could take advantage of. The Patriots have shown an a very a greater efficiency in their interior pass rush over the past couple of games, whether that's been from Vincent Valentine, Malcolm Brown, or Trey Flowers rushing from the inside. But their, their offensive line, I believe, is a little bit weak at the guards. I believe Chris Chester is going to be someone that you see them uh, attack a lot. Usually when they run, they run behind Jake Matthews and uh, Alex Mack. I can't express how good of a center Alex Mack is. He might be one of the two or three best centers in football, if not the best center in football. Maybe, maybe only behind Travis Frederick of the Dallas Cowboys. But after that, I, I think there are very, 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 very few players who are better than Alex Mack at that center position. Former Cleveland Brown, uh, great leader on the offensive line. Him and Matt Ryan... You know, share a brain, very, very, very good center in, in Alex Mack. But their offensive line is, is, is very solid, one of the better uh, overall units in the NFL. I think it's one of their big reasons why they've been so good, especially in the run game. This is a very, very, very strong run-blocking offensive line. Like I said, Matthews and Levitre, they just run behind those two guys. And then whenever they want to run up the middle, Alex Mack can pave a road like nobody's business. So that offensive line is definitely one of the stronger points of the Atlanta Falcons offense. But looking elsewhere on that uh, offense, let's look at the wide receivers because I believe that wide receivers is one of the one of the places that I believe the Patriots should obviously fear, the Atlanta Falcons. So obviously the number one wide receiver is Julio Jones. Number two, Mohamed Sanu. Number three, Taylor Gabriel. Number four, Justin Hardy. Number five, Aldrich Robinson. And number six, Eric Weems. So those first four wide receivers, Jones, Sanu, Gabriel, and Hardy. What makes you so afraid of those guys is how dissimilar they are from the other person. Julio Jones is obviously just ofrika freakazoid. I mean the the guy's easily the mo- the best physical freak of an NFL wide receiver that we have in the league today. He's huge, he's fast, he has hands like a freaking bear trap. He's a just one of the Three best wide receivers in football, but hey, we saw last week the Patriots were able to shut down Antonio Brown. But this is a much, much better, much better NFL offense in the Atlanta Falcons. Mohamed Sanu is a more possession receiver. Um, guy catches a lot of balls. Guy can run a lot of routes. Doesn't have overwhelming speed or overwhelming route running. However, he is still a Great number two wide receiver. Uh, the Patriots are pretty familiar with him. Uh, if you did not know this, he was on the Cincinnati Bengals for most of, his, most of his career. This is only his first year with the Atlanta Falcons. So you'll notice a lot of what they do with him is very similar to what the Bengals did with him, just running these in and out routes opposite the number one and just trying to create confusion inside the secondary. Very good wide receiver, good hands, definitely a one of the better number twos in the league. Another guy that you do need to watch out for is Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel is just mind-meltingly fast. A guy can run a, uh, a fly route as well as anyone in the NFL. He's incredibly hard to cover over the middle. He also has surprisingly good hands for someone of his size. Uh, he's incredibly hard to bring down, definitely in that Tyreek Hill player kind of mold. He's good. Um, I don't think he's a great wide receiver. I think he does have deficiencies, but the, the Patriots have shown a tendency all year to be able to slow those guys down, uh, especially the guys who you know go out of their way to be deep ball wide receivers. I think the Patriots this year have been one of the better deep ball wide receiver teams in the NFL. Like I keep saying, Devin McCourty's had one of the best seasons of any of any, uh, excuse me, of any Patriots safety, I believe, all time. He's been outstanding this year. So that should take out Taylor Gabriel. Then Justin Hardy, uh, another big-time possession receiver, big slot receiver. Oh, excuse me, small slot receiver, I should say. Guy can cut in and out of routes like nobody's business. Go watch his highlights at uh, ECU, one of the better uh, wide receivers coming out of college that year. Very good wide receiver. Uh, someone that the Patriots, I think, will have a lot of problem with. I don't really think they've solidified down a slot corner. I don't really think the Patriots have a slot corner. I think that's why Quincy Nunwa just crushed them so much. They just don't have that style of guy on their defense. But, you know, I don't think Justin Hardy is going to win you or lose you your Super Bowl. But anyway, moving on from the wide receivers, their biggest point of weakness, in my opinion, is at tight end. Austin Hooper... Something Toyolo, I forget to say his name, and then Jamal Perkins. Just the, the, these guys, the, the, there's just no big name. Austin Hooper's okay. He's got good hands. Toliolo can block a little bit and catch a little bit, but... Uh, the, the the tight end position is definitely the weakest part of this Falcons offense. But they they don't really prioritize it so much because they have so many wide receiver weapons. Obviously, Matt Ryan should get the MVP this year. No offense to Tom Brady. Matt Ryan has been outstanding this year for the Atlanta Falcons. Whether it's him or Kyle Shanahan or both, Matt Ryan has definitely definitely proven himself this year to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I thought it was a... Uh, a <coughs> excuse me, after what was a terrible season for him last year, this year, comes up, comes back and puts up MB, MVP numbers. I'll never understand it, but Matt Ryan, highly deserving of the MVP award this year if he does uh, end up getting it. And then you got to look at the running backs and fullbacks. Pac- Patrick DeMarco at fullback is as good of a fullback as you'll find in the NFL. Him and Devlin, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, uh, Jerome Felton. Who are the good fullbacks in the NFL today? Hmm. Remember, Henry Hynowski used to be really good. But I don't really think he's in the NFL anymore. Yeah, so, well, uh, yeah, so it's it, right. Patrick DeMarco is definitely up there for one of the better fullbacks in the league. And then obviously those running that running back tandem of Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman is just out of this world. If the Falcons are going to win this game, it's going to be because of the running backs. It's just going to be that the Patriots simply cannot stop the Falcons' rushing attack and the Falcons just run all over them. So we'll see – Excuse me. We will see what happens um, with, with these running backs. It's going to be a very, very, very tough day for the Patriots' defense if they cannot slow down this Atlanta Falcons team. So, with that being said, we're that's kind of through the offense. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go through the Falcons' defense before we finally bring on Scott Kerrisick to break down the rest of this Falcons team for us. So we'll be right back. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year which means a fresh start for your business and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites And now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. Post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiters for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right, fam. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time to check out the Atlanta Falcons' Defense and special teams. So we're going to start on special team, or excuse me, we're going to start on their defense and rotate into special teams first. So let's let's quickly just take a look at this Atlanta Falcons defense. So the Atlanta Falcons run a base four three defense with one with a couple of um with when they shuffle. Their defensive end and linebacker basing on who's going to rush the passer from uh on that current play. So their starting defense as it currently stands, uh Brooks Reed, Jonathan Babineau, Grady Jarrett, and Tyson Jackson across that defensive line. Linebackers, Vic Beasley, Deion Jones, and Devondre Campbell. And then their secondary is Jalen Collins, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Jalen Collins, Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen, and Robert alford so this falcons defense is fast this falcons defense is physical and this falcons defense is very very good at playing with a lead what this defense is not good at doing is consistently stopping an offense when they are in crunch time. I believe that this defense is going to have a lot of problems with their spe- with the Patriots' speed, with their combinations of plays, with the receivers they throw out there. I believe it'll be very difficult for this defense to keep up. Simply because they play so well with the lead, I'm not really sure how they're going to be able to play when they're behind or the game is tied. So the, the early parts of this game are really going to define what the game is going to look like. If the Patriots can keep this a low-scoring game and just kind of grind out this Falcons' defense, I think we're going to see See uh, the, the Patriots be able to pull this one out. But anyway, let's go player by player and explain what exactly is going on here. So, Brooks Reed, Jonathan Babineau, Grady Jarrett, and Tyson Jackson is a pretty good defensive line. Uh, Jonathan Babineau and Grady Jarrett are two very, very good uh, defensive tackles. babino has been around forever. Grady Jarrett's the new guy. Grady Jarrett uh, is one of my favorite guys, or was one of my favorite guys coming out of the draft. I believe it was Josh Norris of NBC, uh, of NBC Sports and Roto World who was really all over the guy. I mean, he was, guy came out of Clemson. I believe he ended up being a third-round pick, dropped a ton, but still has all the speed and all the skill and all the power that he had at Clemson. And looking at the rest of the defensive line, it is incredibly. It is incredibly – excuse me. Their defensive line is incredibly deep. They have uh, Courtney Upshaw as a backup at defensive tackle. Rasheed Hagman as well. They have Adrian Claiborne who unfortunately is injured. But they still have Dwight Freeney coming up at the defensive end position. Usually Brooks Reed. I don't know how much Brooks Reed honestly plays. I honestly forgot that he was in the NFL until that Seattle game where he had like two sacks and a safety or something. I had no idea he was still in football. So – to see the fact that they, you know, still have Dwight Freeney, still have Courtney Upshaw, still have Hagman coming out of uh, that defensive line rotation, something that the Patriots should be very afraid of. But that the, um, again, the Patriots' defensive uh, offensive line has been great this year uh, until the past like game or game and a half or so. They were pretty good against the Steelers, but no, this is a very good Falcons' defensive line. Definitely the strength of this Falcons defense has been their defensive line. But their weakness, in my opinion at least, is that linebacker position. Vic Beasley obviously is a great pass rusher and Deion Jones has had a very, very good season but I am i don't think this defense has anyone that can cover Deion Lewis or James White coming out of the backfield. Like I said, Deion Jones has had a very, 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 very good season, rookie season for the Atlanta Falcons, but he's not a great cover guy. He's a very good run tackler and he's a, a very good run stopper Excuse me, and a very good pass rusher. I do not believe he is a a great uh, pass cover. He's shown difficulties covering uh, running backs in the past, especially people in the slot. This is going to be a perfect game for Julian Edelman to really take advantage of. Of a Falcons defense that doesn't have a ton of people who can cover a really, really, really good slot receiver or someone with the quickness that Julian Edelman brings to the table. Um, I, I really do like Deion Jones. I can't stress that enough. Paul Orvillo can tackle anything, and Phillip Wheeler is a very good backup linebacker. But I, I, I'm, I just don't think that they have the the guy to cover someone out of the backfield on passing downs. But that what they do have when they make up for it is an amazing secondary. Uh, Jalen Collins and Robert Alford, their two corners, have had very good seasons, Jalen Collins being the number two. I believe the Patriots are going to go after Jalen Collins. I believe he's a little bit slow coming off of the snap. I don't know how he's going to do against these smaller wide receivers. He's very good at covering bigger guys down the field. But when it comes to covering these smaller, shifty guys, I really don't know how he's going to fare. But Robert Alford is is a stud. You'll probably see Robert Alford go up against Malcolm Mitchell and you know do, do a pretty good job against him. Robert Alford's a very good corner. Likes uh, is a, you know he was the guy who flopped the other day. Varia uh, has a flair for the dramatic, but guy can force turnovers. Guy has good hands, uh, has a great instinct for the ball. Definitely someone that needs to be watch out for. And then their safeties are fantastic. Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen both have had really good years. Keanu Neal is only a is only a um, excuse me is only a rookie and has been outstanding this year for. Um, the, for the Atlanta Falcons From that strong safety position Guy hits anything that comes near him Can cover down the field Can stop the run Can rush the passer Very good option At that strong safety position For the Atlanta Falcons So overall This Falcons defense is quite good Like I said It's incredibly aggressive It's in. Incredibly instinctual, but at the same time, they have been playing with a lot of leads this year. And when defenses start playing with leads, they forget how to play when the game is close. So we will really, you know, if the, again, if the Patriots can stop this Atlanta Falcons offense, they'll be able to stop the defense too. It's one of those teams that it comes in pairs. Once the whole team starts rolling, then they're basically unstoppable. But if you can stop like half the team and just kind of keep up, I believe that the whole kind of train comes off the rails but let's also look at their special teams unit because it is quite good obviously you have Matt Bryant uh their kicker Matt Bryant's been around forever had his best season of the year uh I excuse me the best season of, of his career I believe this year uh, made a pro bowl might have been oh all- no he didn't make an all pro because uh what's his face Justin Tucker got every vote but which is hilarious but uh, Matt Bryant, I do believe, got a Pro Bowl nod. Obviously couldn't go because of the Super Bowl. He he has been outstanding for the Atlanta Falcons this year. I believe he had one of the higher um, statistical outputs of any kicker this year. I think he might have actually led the NFL in points. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so 34 of 37 this year. Uh, very good season for Matt Bryant. Uh, he's made three of three so far. In the postseason, I don't know how many PATs he's made uh, missed this year. I don't think he has. But he's accounted for 158 points. Excuse me. He only missed one extra point this year. <coughs> Excuse me. I might be getting sick. But no, he put up 158 points this year. For the Atlanta Falcons, he's 41 years old. Matt Bryant Matt, Matt is eternal, and then Matt Bosher's a pretty good punter. But their special teams unit is quite good. Eric Weems has been one of the better, consistent special teamers in the NFL all season, or uh, for most of his career. Very, very good special teams player. But the, again, the, the Patriots special teams, in my opinion, kind of outclasses the Atlanta Falcons. And I do believe that the Patriots will be able to make a couple plays on special teams that might turn the game. One of their biggest components this year for the Patriots winning football games has been their outstanding usage of field position in order to take control of games. So I believe we're going to see a pretty convincing effort from the Patriots special teams unit to really take down this Atlanta Falcons team and do what they've been doing all season. Excuse me, but alas, that is it for me. We're going to bring in Scott Karasic to finish up this episode to get our our behind enemy line segment for the week for you guys. So stay tuned. We'll have Scott Karasic from the Falcons Pro Football Central and from, oh, what's the, uh, I think it's like Dirty Birds. He also writes for the SB Nation Falcons blog. So stay tuned for Scott. We'll be right back. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend. Obviously, Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family run farms, fisheries, And ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for a behind enemy line segment. This week, we are very happy to welcome in Scott Karasic. Scott is a, uh, excuse me, is the Falcons radio host for Pro Football Central, as well as a writer for the SB Nation Falcons blog. Scott, it, this is cool for me because you know I'm 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 a big follower of you uh, with your writing and with your podcast. So it's very nice to get a little uh, get a little podcast time with you. Hey, I, I'm glad to be on. For sure. So, Scott, the, the, this Falcons team is is something special. I love watching them play uh, play football. The way they run offense with Shanahan and Ryan is really something to see. Obviously, you know I'll, I'll never be able to compare anything to that 0-7 Pats team, but this is a, a really special offense, and they've really started to just light people on fire in the playoffs. How do you see them matching up against this Pats defense?
2: You may not love what I'm about to say. Um, I don't think this Pats defense is as good as advertised. Everything I watch, I mean, the pass rush is just okay. The coverage is solid, but I think Atlanta's got the weapons to beat it. Um, Honestly, I think the best way for Atlanta to, to beat the Pats is to make sure they mix it up, keep their balance, keep playing their game. I know Belichick's got this thing about keeping teams away from playing what their game is. But Atlanta's game is to basically dominate you up front with their offensive line in the run game, um, the best that they can and then start wearing you down with play action for the most part. And I think Atlanta can do that just by, even if they don't get a lot in the running game, they'll get enough to where the Patriots still have to respect it and to where they start beating them behind, behind the, the scenes or behind the, the scenes, um, of the linebackers, with the tight ends, with the running backs, with receivers in that area, maybe even deep on a couple plays um, with either Gabriel or Julio or even Aldrick Robinson.
0: Now, obviously, if this Falcons offense is going to have any success, you know, n- no offense to the Falcons, but personally, I don't see Mohamed Sanu or Taylor Gabriel winning you Super Bowl. So it's going to be Julio Jones. And obviously the Pats are going to throw either Malcolm Butler or uh, either Logan Ryan or Eric Rowe, depending on how they want to match up against them. But do you see any combination of guys of the Pats secondary, at least that you've looked over, that can – I don't think it's possible to physically stop Julio Jones, but do you think they can do enough to slow him down?
2: I mean, there are teams that have stopped Julio Jones this year, but they've stopped him by committing – you know their top two guys to him, and for y'all, that's probably Malcolm Butler and Devin McCourty. Mm-hmm. Now, I could see a situation where you throw Eric Rowe in there and you press Julio every play with Rowe, and then you have McCourty backing them up. But then you're still putting in two guys that make it really tough. Now, I know you're talking junk about Sanu and Gabriel, but both of those guys are a lot better than people realize. Mm-hmm. They they luck out by having a guy like Julio Jones drawing double teams where they only have to beat one guy pretty much every play.
0: And, you know, you look at the the way the Falcons have run their offense this year. I mean, especially with those two running backs, it it just ends up becoming that the defenses just don't have enough people to cover all their guys.
2: That's very true. It's extremely tough to cover an offense that has a running back that no matter which back is in, can go out, catch a pass, even if it's a pass in the flat, and run it 50 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. I've seen both Kevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman do that this year, just catch a pass and run it downfield 50 yards. And it's amazing what that brings to an offense because you literally have five options on every single play mm-hmm. that you can throw the ball to.
0: And, you know, one thing I wanted to also get into with you is that, you know, this running back core of uh, Coleman and Freeman, even though they are individually just spectacular running backs, take me through this insane zone blocking scheme that the Falcons have been able to conjure up. I I think it's been over the past two years that they've been implementing it. So the zone blocking
2: scheme has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Alex Gibbs actually came up with it back in the er, in the late '80s, early '90s for the Broncos, Mm -hmm. and Atlanta has just been adopt has adopted it for the most part for the better part of a decade since Michael Vick was here. They've really been running that zone scheme, um, even in bits and pieces. But the last two years with Shanahan here, they've been running it exactly the way it should have been run. Now. The big difference between last year's team and this year's team is Alex Mack right up front running the zone blocking scheme, making the calls up front, making sure everybody's aligned, knows their teams for both the run and the pass game. Without Alex Mack leading this offensive line this year, the Falcons offense is not the number one offense in the
0: league. Is there anyone else on that offensive line that, in your opinion, has been spectacular this year? Because my eye always drifts when I'm watching film to Ryan Schrader, who's been one of the more underrated right tackles in football over the past couple of years, in my opinion.
2: Ryan Schrader is probably one of the top five right tackles in football. Mm -hmm. And then Jake Matthews, don't sell him short as a run blocker. He's probably above average as a pass blocker. But in terms of his run blocking, he is one of the top ten left tackles in the run game.
0: Mm-hmm. Very easily. So one thing I did want to get to before we move to this Falcons defense, the, is is the Falcons offense Kyle Shanahan? Is it Matt Ryan? Is it the running game? Or is it everything all rolled into one big explosive ball? The Falcons offense can be
2: described with three words. Pick your poison.
1: Ooh.
2: If you nice. stop Julio Jones, which good luck, but <laughs> if you stop Julio Jones, there's still the varied receivers in Mohamed Sanu and Taylor Gabriel and Justin Hardy and Aldrick Robinson that all have their roles, that all have their routes, that they run effectively, that all understand their specific position within the scheme. If you can stop all of the wide receivers somehow, you still have to cover the tight end. You've got Austin Hooper. You've got Levine Toilolo, who Toilolo's come on this year. I don't know what happened, but the combination of those two Stanford guys has been fun. And then Joshua Perkins comes in every now and again as that H-back kind of move tight end. Mm-hmm. That's fun to watch. And then if you can somehow stop all the wide receivers, all the tight ends, then you got the running back. Then you got... Kevin Coleman. Then you got Devontae Freeman. And think it isn't hard enough to stop the Falcons offense, you got Matt Ryan, <laughs> who an NFL scout once told me, the best quarterbacks in the NFL maximize the weapons that they have. So people love to say that Atlanta has all these different weapons, but without Matt Ryan running the show, without Matt Ryan leading these guys, I don't know how much, how maximized you guys are going to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, you, know, you just keep stacking all that on top of each other. And then you didn't even include one of the best fullback in the NFC, Patrick DeMarco, who's sick on his own anyway.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Patrick DeMarco is just a battering ram. Yeah, But he's a battering ram who can somehow slip into the flat and gain 30 yards as a solver's backers. Mm-hmm. You really have on every play that the Falcons run, a total of five guys that you have to cover in the passing game. And it's tough to cover all five guys every
0: single play. Right. And, you know, that battering ram, speaking of which, now that we'll uh, we'll, we'll change over to the defensive side of the ball, whenever I watch this Falcons defense, and, you know, I'll bring a battering ram again, the two people I always see every time, Keanu Neal and Deion Jones, the two rookies this year, they're so (laughs) crazy stupid good. And they're so good at their positions. But the one thing I think Deion Jones has a little bit of a problem with is that I think he has a little bit of trouble covering the faster running backs out of the backfield. But outside of that, he's had a phenomenal season at that middle linebacker position.
2: I think with Deion Jones, the issue isn't that he has trouble covering the guys out of the flat. It's that there's a lot of times when Deion Jones is covering that big hook and then Devontae Campbell is supposed to cover the flat and does it. And that's one thing I've seen is Campbell will blow coverage in the flat against a running back every now and again. And people are like, Dion, what'd you do? And it's really not his fault. Um, he's really just trying to cover up for Campbell, who, while a good athlete, still has mental cues that he misses. Um and I don't get me wrong, I love Fondre Campbell, love Dion Jones. They've been awesome in the middle of the defense. But they're rookies they're still going to make some rookie mistakes. That being said, I don't really know of any just super fast running back coming out of the backfield that I'm worried about with the Pats. Mm-hmm. I know James White is a good receiver. I just don't see him as that Kevin Coleman type, you know, Reggie Bush type burner. That's just really tough to
0: cover. Dion Lewis um, might uh, be that guy though. Cause he, he's recently he's just been unbelievable.
2: Deion Lewis is definitely good. I don't know if he's that kind of burner, but he's definitely that kind of route runner mm-hmm. that can um, just make people miss and just really frustrate you on on defense. And I I equate Deion Lewis as to a poor man Devonte Freeman.
0: I like that. I, I, I like that. That that that's a good comparison. But there there are people on that defensive line also that I really think you know deserve. They're, they're a little underrated, but people always look at the left side of that defensive line. You know, you have Freeney and then Vic Beasley led the uh, NFL in sacks this year. But the other side of that defensive line with Grady Jarrett and Tyson Jackson is is so fierce. No one knows who Grady Jarrett is, which is a which is a dang shame if you ask me.
2: Grady Jarrett has all the potential in the world to be the next Geno Atkins.
0: Absolutely.
2: If the Falcons just had the right space eater next to him. But the name you forgot that I think will be a huge impact in this game is Rasheed Hageman.
1: He's good now?
2: That happened? He was, well, the last two games, he said, oh, hey, it's the playoffs. I'm going to turn it on. And has just been a monster. He ate awful Seattle Seahawks defense up for lunch, taking double teams pretty much every play and just pushing the pocket back to where Russell couldn't step up in the pocket because I'm not going to step up in the pocket with Rasheed Hagan coming down looking like he wants to eat my children.
1: <laughs> um, I don't
2: know about you. Um, and he's just been doing that every single game. And now Atlanta's got a guy that lets Jarrett have a one-on-one matchup out of the three technique, which is where he's at his best. And then you put that next to Vic Beasley and Atlanta runs a lot of stunts with Jarrett and Beasley. And they do it because those two guys have chemistry back from when they were in college together at Mm Clemson, where, you know, Jarrett knows if he runs a certain way, if he takes the lineman a certain way, he's going to have Beasley looping around with a wide open hole, running right at the quarterback, destroy ready to destroy it.
0: Ready to take him down. And you know the, the rest of the Falcons defense, it just I love I like Jalen Collins. I wasn't too high on him coming out of college. The Falcons have really done a good job of turning him into a, a pretty good number two corner. Robert Alford, as you know the, the guy reminds me of a kind of a Marcus Peters light. He's so unbelievably aggressive with his playing style, and that kind of worries me against a Pats offense that takes advantage of those kinds of corners and and while that
2: can be an issue against the Pats because they do like to throw right at the guy who's committing a holding penalty. What's great about the Super Bowl is you can get away with it. Right. Because they let the players play in the Super Bowl. And that can't be stressed enough. So the Falcons are going to play a very physical style. They're going to throw the timing of these receivers off. And I know that New England can do the same thing, but Atlanta's offense isn't as timing-based as New England is.
0: Mm-hmm. Has has this so, second? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say, has this? How is this Falcons defense not taking a hit from losing Desmond Trufant? Because he was one of the finer quarterbacks in the NFL.
2: Because the minute Desmond Trufant went down with his pectoral injury, he pulled all the guys into the locker room and was like, "I'm out. So y'all better step up now that I'm gone."
0: Yeah. He then, and I think Jalen Collins heard him because. You know, I don't know if Jalen Collins could be a number one guy in the NFL, but he's been doing a pretty spectacular job at that number two spot. Uh, two, number two spot ever since they put him there.
2: All the Falcons do is say, "Hey, Jalen, you're our biggest corner. You take their biggest receiver. You're matching up all day. That's your job."
0: So how do and That's you, all he does. How is the secondary going to match up against the Pats before we get your final prediction? Because I got to hear that you're what, what score you think we're going to get here.
2: I think you're going to see Jalen Collins go up against Chris Hogan. And I think Chris Hogan's going to be pretty much neutralized, like three catches for 24 yards kind of neutralized. <laughs> because people are making such a big deal. Oh, he played the car, da, 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 da. He's not that good. He's really not. Jalen Collins will have so much fun locking him down.
0: Did you know that uh Chris think, Hogan played the cross? Julian Edelman was a quarterback in high school and that Tom Brady's from California. I don't know if they mentioned that uh a couple times earlier. Yeah, like
2: all of that. <laughs> so I mean like we, we hear all the dumb storylines that they bring up during this game, and it's like I don't give a damn that a dude played the cross. It doesn't actually help you play football <laughs> to play the cross.
0: <laughs> it but might I mean, help whatever. you coach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the, the whole Belichick family lacrosse thing. I, I'm always convinced, I'll always be convinced that there's some weird connection between him signing Chris Hogan and being a big lacrosse guy. There, It has to be there.
2: It has to be there. <laughs> but outside of Chris Hogan matching up with Jalen Collins, I think Edelman and Alford is going to be the big matchup. And I do see Alford losing that one to where he allows probably 110, 120 yards. Just because Edelman is the kind of receiver that he has struggles with. So I can see that being a frustrating matchup for him. Dola. I'm not as worried about in the slot against Brian Poole. But when it comes down to, like, Malcolm Mitchell coming in and playing, that's where you could really have some fun
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, if you're the Pats. And mm-hmm. then I do see Keanu Neal in the black uniform having a, a fun matchup on the inside.
0: Oh, they're going to be in the Blacks?
2: No, 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 no! We're gonna
0: be wearing the red. Oh, oh! So I, thought I, thought I misheard Neal. you. Then I was like, the "Oh, the that'd would've awesome. <laughs> that would've been awesome." Marcellus
2: Bennett.
0: That'd have been awesome. The black unicorn. Mar Marcellus Bennett is the black unicorn. There you go. Yeah, I'm I, I sorry. I was like, black, black jerseys. Guy. That'd be so awesome. I'm kind of. i now. I'm sad that they're not no. black jerseys. But uh, all right, Scott. Nah. Let me hear your final prediction of this game because my, my final prediction will be coming out on Friday. It might surprise people. Michael, Steven even surprises myself. I don't hear what you got.
2: So, I think the Falcons do win this one. Mm-hmm. But because it's Brady and Belichick and all that, it's not going to be an easy fight. But I also don't think either defense is going to look like a world-beating defense. So, I'm predicting a bit of a shootout. 35-29 to 20, 29 we'll go with. 35-29 Falcons.
0: Okay. Big-time time, big score and a big-time shootout. Scott Karasik, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck this weekend with the game, and uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was
2: a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having
1: me. Awesome. Thanks, man. What's going on Pats Nation? This is Marvin Z on CLNS Radio and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots Post Game Show hosted by myself and my co-host Mr. Mike Nice and live on clnsradio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929 929- 477 2386, toll free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLMS Radio New England Patriots post game show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio Mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, any place, anywhere.
0: going to do it for today's Patriots B Podcast. Please remember to listen to the Patriots post-game show after the Super Bowl. Mike Nice... And Marv will be doing a Super Bowl show. I will be on it in about 15 minutes afterwards. Thanks again to Joshua Mortz and High Two O Nine for the music. I want to thank Michael Angi for this incredible week he has put together. I want to thank Larry H. Russell and Nick Gelso for their incredible work this season with the Patriots team. That's gonna do it for me. You guys will hear me again tomorrow on the CLNS Patriots team official prediction show. Have a good weekend.